What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible. Uh, Here we are. It's April 10th. It's April 10th. We're like three weeks away from the draft, a little over. Man, I'm pumped. This is episode 822. We've got a lot to talk about today, which I'm excited about. We're getting into a little bit of the quicksand uh, time of the you know NFL kind of draft season where there's not a lot of new news. You're kind of doing the pro day circuit and this player's visiting there and all that stuff. It's fun time. It's a great time. I, I love those things, but the news cycle's starting to dry up. So this is a fun time. To, to jump around and pay attention to a lot of different things. Uh, I want to talk about an article that was up on The Athletic. They do great work. Uh, they're incredible. Uh, Mike Sando, one of the best in the business, um, he went around polling NFL executives on you know what their thoughts were on the 49ers. So I want to share some of those thoughts, not too much. Uh, if you want to check it out, it is behind a paywall, but they do great work. Um, big supporter of all those things. I want to jump into some of the Patreon breakdowns we've been doing. Uh, we have three new members of the Rush Crush, um, guys that we are way higher on in the NFL draft that we think are perfect fits for the 49ers. Plus, I want to talk a little bit about the edge class. There are still a lot of 49ers type players in the free agency edge class. Um, And so I want to jump into that because I do fully expect the 49ers to add one more edge player uh, before the draft, just like they did last year with Kamiko Ture. Um, Love all the hashtag CCs. I see Timothy in the chat. Timothy hit me up this morning. Um, I love this dude. 
<laughs> he sent me a bunch of buses for sale and um, he wants to go like figure out a way to get a party bus so that we can go to the games together with the TVs and all that stuff. I freaking love it. Um, and so thank you, Timothy. I, it's fun to dream big. Uh, that would be really, really cool. How to make the finances work and all that stuff. We'll see. But I will turn this around. I do need some help. Um, you know, we've been tailgating and blue lot for some of the home games. We're going to do a lot more of those this year again, um, which is going to be a blast. Once the schedule comes out, we'll let you know. But we need a spot close to the stadium, Santa Clara, San Jose, where we can throw our pregame, you know, the night before party, you know, rally, whatever, uh, where we can get people together, do some trivia, giveaways, have some fun competitions, you know, get some music going and just a nice, fun place. It's I can't I'm not local. Right. I, I live in Pasadena currently. So if you are a local and you want to help us out, I need you to reach out. We need your help. 49ers rush podcast at gmail.com, Twitter at JL underscore chat, just reach out. Hey, I think this place would be perfect. Uh, just let me know. And if you know a business owner in the area, that'd be bonus too. We always want to drive as much business to the faithful and help people out as much as possible. Love it. All the hashtag CCs from the countdown. Curve. Ooh, look at Colin. He says, CC, hello from Scotland. Um, I, I totally can't do that accent, but I want to say appreciate your subscription. Uh, thank you, man, for being here. That is incredible. Trainwreck, what's up, man? The man himself. Um, I love it. Lots of CC. So we even got Coach Cruz in the house, which I love, man. Uh, this is fun. This is fun. Uh, <laughs> and JD says, let's go, John Chapman. Give us some good news and educate us. Well, here's what I want to do first. Let's talk about this Mike Sando article because I, I think it's I think it's huge. Um, and so what he did is at the NFL owners meeting, right? You've got all the coaches, the owners, you know, DCs, offensive coordinators, you know, pro personnel, whatever else, all those guys, GMs, assistant GMs, whatever. They're all together. And so he went around and said, hey, he did this for every NFL team. So if you want to, it's very, very good. It's, it's a, one of my favorite articles that comes out every year. Um, he basically tells them, look, I'm going to ask you questions about team. Tell me what you think about them. Um, anonymous, right? So you're not going to be in trouble or whatever else. He does this for every team and he gets different execs for each one. So one of the first things, and I want to quote this, right? Uh, just so I don't mess up the words uh, and how they, they phrased it. And again, I don't know. We don't know who these execs are. He's the only one. He says, quote, talking about the 49ers, quote, what they have continually done is keep a strength, a strength, end quote. Anybody want to guess on what they are talking about with the 49ers? I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, it's the defensive line. Uh, the signing of Javon Hargrave. Um, they didn't mention it by name, but the fact that they were able to come out, and again, man, put yourself back when free agency hit, right? You know, I've I've got the TV on ESPN. I've got the TV on NFL Network. I've got the Twitter machine going. I'm checking the tweets and, you know, doing all this stuff and DMs. Now, I'm not an insider. I don't want to be an insider. That is just not something I ever really want to do. Um, that's not what I want to do. I want to be a fan. You know, it was, it was funny. I was talking with Brian. Shout out Brian uh, White this morning. He's like, man, he's like, I listen to other podcasts. He's helping us with the draft work. And he said, you know, whenever I listen to you, it's like listening to a fan get me pumped up about, you know, like the 1994, you know, whatever, Super Bowl. That's what I want to be. Like, 
I don't want to be an insider. I don't want to have sources. Um, I've been able to rub shoulders with people in the know uh, a few times, which is awesome. And I've been able to find some stuff out that was really, really cool beforehand. I had no interest in sharing that uh, just because I don't want to be that guy. I really just want to be my authentic self, which is I'm pumped up. I'm excited on April 10th to talk draft and the 49ers roster. And I just want to stay in that wheelhouse. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, oh, what's up, Paul? He says, uh, great to see you got the UK faithful flag. It is too far for me to reach, but it's right there. Um, I'll mess up my headphones. Uh, thank you, Paul, and the entire UK faithful. Uh, Y'all are the absolute best. Lee Gallitz into that over. Hopefully, we'll be hanging out together this year. I really hope. I really, really, really hope the Niners get that London game. I know it's going to be a lot of travel, and I know the Jacksonville, Florida people will be upset. But, man, that Mexico trip last year, holy cow, man. That was just something else. That was something else. John, he says, will the rush party come to the East Coast, Cleveland, or Pittsburgh? Yes, yes, and yes. I have been having several meetings um, with the Rush Road Trip crew and, you know, the people that we're working with. Yeah, we're going. Um, we're already getting facilities and places that we want to host our parties already somewhat preset. And so, yeah, we, we're coming out. I'm not missing Pittsburgh. I, I say that. I remember when the 49ers played in Nashville against the Titans two years ago. That was number one on my list. And then they made the freaking game Christmas Eve. Um, and the wife said, uh-uh. <laughs> so Pittsburgh is number one on my list this year uh, just because I love their fans. I love that city. I, I just I want to experience that I never have. So, yes, Pittsburgh's number one. However, um, Miss Chapman, who's the best and most graceful, she lets me do all this craziness. If she gives a veto, which she never does, then I can't be there. But, yes, I am planning on Cleveland and Pittsburgh 100%. Um, so, anyway, uh, th that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Man, I'm loving the comments. This is awesome. Uh, th this is great. So, back to this idea of where we were on free agency, right? Tampering period starts on a Monday. And sure enough, you get the the eyes emoji tweet from Javon Hargrave. That's all it is, just the big eyes, right? And I saw it, and I was like, all right, here it goes. I wonder where he's going. That probably means he's not going back to Philly, which is good news for the Niners. I was excited about that. Literally, not even on my radar that the Niners could get. How could they afford that? And then sure enough, the biggest splash in the entire free agent market, Javon Hargrave to the Niners. It was number one. It was number one. Like, look at free agency. It was the biggest splash. And it happened, boom, like that. Um, I, I thought it was awesome. Uh, I, I really did think it was great. Um, I, I did. Now, um, here we go. Um, back to the quote, right? Um, again, anonymous NFL Zek, Mike Sando, go check out the athletic. Great work over there. Quote, they are at an advantage because Kyle Shanahan can do with their offense and their offensive line. Then they say, we're going to build our defensive line and everything else behind it. We can backfill because we're just going to play coverage and get pressure with four, end quote. There's a lot there. They are at an advantage because of Kyle Shanahan. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is an NFL exec that's not with the 49ers. Like, people, and again, I I don't, I don't even think it's real. Like, whenever they hate on Kyle Shanahan, I don't think that's real. Like, I, I just don't. I, I don't understand it. Runner up for coach of the year two out of three years, man. That that's great. Two out of four years. It was 2019 and then 2022. Um, dude, just crush it. They are at an advantage because of what Kyle can do with the offense and offensive line. The salary cap is weird. And people will want to say things like, oh, it's not real. And you know, you can do whatever you want. I, I don't buy into those things. I really, really don't. You can manipulate it. You can flex it. We had Jason Hurley on, who's awesome, uh, 49erscap.com. Um, and, like, yeah, you can finesse things, and you can kick the can down the road. But if you're egregious and how you manipulate it, you get in trouble. Look at the Rams. Look at the Rams. Look at the Saints. Look at these teams. Look at Tampa Bay, right? They're done. <laughs> D-U-N. They're done for years. Tampa Bay is a four-year reclamation project. Maybe. Maybe. Um that's like they're they're done. <laughs> they're, I'm glad we got them on the schedule this year. Uh, or, uh, yeah, they're coming to us, I believe. But with the cap, it's interesting because you can't pay everywhere. You can't. And I get everybody wants to sign everybody all at once. It just doesn't work that way. You can't pay top dollar everywhere. Now, the 49ers have drafted, built, signed, and kept their own players with the exception of DeForest Buckner, um, which sucks. Uh, love me some DeForest Buckner, but they kind of righted the wrong with the Javon Hargrave signing, right? Th that's the thing. He literally got the same contract that DeForest Buckner got, and people are like, well, why couldn't you just kept him? You probably could have. But the problem was, and again, people always forget, and they leave this out whenever they talk about Kinlaw or Buckner or Hargrave. Buckner was not a stout and is not a stout run defender. He's a finesse defensive tackle with hyper-athleticism and length that can make people miss and swim move and do all that kind of stuff. But again, it like it's just different. Javon Hargrave, dude's different. And because of that, they have been able to finally do this without losing the getting stout in the run. You go back to after the 2019 Super Bowl, which we're going to talk a little bit later. I got a really cool question. Uh, from Game Dad over on Twitter. Um, it's it's just, they kept saying over and over again after that 2019 year, after we lost the Super Bowl, that whole offseason, we want to get stout against the run. We want to stop the run. We want to make stopping the run a focus. All those things. So that's why the trading DeForest Buckner thing and the bringing in Javon Hargrave thing is different. That's why it's different. Because Hargrave, stout, stout. <laughs> as stout as they get. Um, that that that's just what it is. Now, um, I want to jump now to good old John Lynch, um, the face toucher himself. And he talked about 
the pursuit of Javon Hargrave at the owner's meeting. This is a minute and 19-second clip, but I think it's good. And he just kind of walks us through the pursuit of it. So here we go. Let's turn over to John Lynch. That was that was glaring to us, and it's it's interesting to say this because we're the number one defense in football, but we felt like we had fallen off maybe just a tad on the D-line and um, wasn't as dominant as we were accustomed to maybe back in 19, and we wanted to get back to that. That's what we believe in. And so, um, you know, went to went to Jed and um, had a discussion about, hey, you know, it, we understand at some point you got you got to pull back, but we'd like to go, to 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 go after it this year. We got a game changer we think can really improve our team, and uh, Jed and the family um, supported us and and said I like it. Uh, he actually said I, I, you know, he before he knew who well, I want a game changer though. If we're going to do that, I don't want a bunch of average guys, and so I want a game changer. I said, well. We got the guy for you. <laughs> we got to go get him, and that—that that was the challenge. Could we do it? And there was a lot of competition for him, um, but we were able to do it. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited about watching this guy. We watched him terrorize the league, terrorize us, and it's nice to have him on our side. And it's—it's it's fun to to uh, to kind of daydream about him and Armstead and Bosa and a you know hopefully uh, Drake Jackson really stepping up and and. Uh, Cleveland Farrell, all these, all these guys, watch them go, you know, Javon working in there. It's And so, you know, John Lynch kind of goes off on, on tangents. You know, he's the captain of Word Salad. Dude's made to be a politician. I'm just going to be honest with you. But, you know, I, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, whenever he talked about all these different ones and, you know, all these different D linemen. Now let's, let's, Let's continue that conversation and go back to the Mike Sando article. This was a separate executive, separate, different guy. Quote, Ebucom, Omenahue, you're going to find out whether these guys are good at all or just products of that defense, end quote. This is what we do, the 49ers, with Chris Kusarek, your defensive line coach, right? You bring in all these guys reclamation projects, get them on the cheap, bargain bid shopping, put them in this system next to Nick Bosa with amazing linebackers and a, you know, just a, a, a machine, <laughs> right? Um, a machine that, you know, kind of changes. It just takes these chunks of like rawness and spits them out, finished products. And, and I just think that's huge. Um, I, I think that's huge. And so this exec goes on to say, quote, those are the kind of guys you improve. Recycle, move on uh, when you are the 49ers. They know their formula. It is just whether they can get over the hump, end quote. And that is key, right? Because what they're doing, the 49ers is working. I haven't got the ring yet. And I hate the measurement of just, gosh, you know, if you don't win a Super Bowl, it's all trash. And I just don't ever buy into that. You guys clearly don't remember Dennis Erickson. <laughs> like, that dude, worst coach in Niners history, I'm convinced. It's just, man, I want to be involved and I want to be close. Yes, I want the ring, but it's not ring or bust. That just, if you, if you live, live in those expectations, it's just you're not going to enjoy life. You're not going to enjoy fandom. You, like, man, how do you not enjoy just a solid regular season road win? They're so hard to come by. And we have a coach that's better at it than anybody. Um, and here we go. Uh, CA4DC says, love Shanahan, but there's not a humble bone in his body, and it's hard to learn from your mistakes if you don't acknowledge them first. Yeah, I am a very 
consistent critiquer of Shanahan, but I'm still a fan of him. This is probably the number one thing that people go to. Yeah, he's not humble. Um, raised in the game, dad's going to be in the Hall of Fame, whatever else. Like, and he's got reasons not to be. Is that a trait that, you know, I'm like, oh, I like that? No, but I will say this the 49ers have changed so much of what they have done since they came in in 2017. They quit going after Reuben Foster. They changed their entire game plan after that. They they literally don't draft. Like people will say like on Twitter, right? Oh man, imagine if we didn't trade Trey Lance. That 12th pick. We had the 12th pick. That was Micah Parsons. He went 12th. Micah Parsons amazing. I'm telling you right now, with all the conviction in my heart, Micah Parsons was not on the 49ers board. Period. If you go back and you look at the character concerns with Micah Parsons and the crap that that dude pulled at Penn State, that dude is Ruben Foster 2.0. 2.0, maybe worse. Way more red flags. The Niners have completely just eliminated, we're not gambling on character. We're not going to do that anymore. And, you know, we go through and we did our, you know, top 90 play the 90 players on the 90-man roster last year, and we ranked them all 1 through 90, did a full episode on each one of them. On YouTube, um, 82 out of 90 were academic all something. Like, the Niners are learning. You talk about, like, injury history. You go back and you look after 2017 draft, 2018 draft, right? They were taking, you know, questionable injury concerns, whatever else. After that, man, no injured players. They didn't draft them. This year they did with Kalia Davis. But it was because the roster they thought was full and he was just a full redshirt player, whatever else. Like, they have changed. They have adapted. They have, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't think Kyle Shanahan's perfect. Far from it. Yeah, I don't like playing players out of position. I hate whenever it's a close game, he just goes through the air nonstop. Um, I wish he'd run the ball more on third downs. I wish he was more aggressive on fourth downs. Like, I can keep going. But, man, I'm so glad he's my coach. I could critique any coach, though. Like, that's just my personality. Doesn't mean I don't like him. Kyle Shanahan's my fourth favorite coach in the NFL. Like, if I was starting a whatever, he's number four right now. Once he wins that Super Bowl, we'll see. We'll see. Um, and, yeah, could he use some more humility? I get it. I get it. Um, I think that's that's legit. And so, you know, I think it's what it is. Now, I do have a question before we move on. Um, we are live on Instagram right now. Um, and Logan on IG said, thoughts on Sam Darnold joining the team? I love it. Again, back to, you got to go back to the moment. That was the first quarterback move for the entire NFL. The very first day, that Monday of the legal tampering period, boom, Sam Darnold. Niners chose him. He chose the 49ers. Match made in heaven. They wanted each other. I, I kept saying, everybody's like, man, Jacoby Brissett, Teddy Bridgewater, all these guys. Most of those guys still free agents, by the way. Why would they want to come here? They're going to be quarterback three. You've got to get somebody special that understands where they're going to be at. Sam Darnold understood that. He's 25. So, so I like that. Uh, I like that he's here. The 49ers are able to pay him, you know, he'd get $5 million. All the bonuses, I think, comes out to like $7 you know, million, whatever, if he hits those. But, like, if you look at those things, like, man, 
you've got options because you have to move forward with the idea that Brock Purdy won't be ready. You have to. You you hope he's ready. Hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. Maybe he has a hiccup in his recovery, which we'll know a lot more June first or the first week of June, not June first. But you know, I'll put these these dates up there. Here's what's crazy: you don't know jack squat about Brock Purdy's arm until after free agency, until after the draft. You you don't know, so you have to prepare like it ain't gonna be there. Hope he's there. I really do. You can't prepare for that. You can't. So you had to get somebody on a one-year deal, and they did. So I like Sam Darnold. Do I think that it's going to be, you know, splitting reps 50-50 uh, with, with Trey Lance and Camp? I don't. Um, I do not. OTAs start next week, though, uh, which is kind of cool. You know, that's just go in, weight rooms, conditioning checks, all that kind of stuff. Like, let's see where you're at, where your body is. This is where Drake Jackson, I think this is a big, big, big time for him because his question has been strength. So they're going to go back in and they're going to say, hey, buddy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you got to see what it is. Like, where's your body at? Where's your strength at? This is where we need you to be. Tommy, what's up, man? Uh, appreciate it. says, uh, I, I don't even know what you're saying here. Uh, somebody ain't coming. Oh, <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers ain't coming. I had to decipher that. Sorry, live on air. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. Aaron Rodgers ain't coming. Uh, don't want him to come. Don't want him anywhere around here. I can't stand that man. Uh, he's just a pain in the butt. James says Shanahan is trying to live up to his dad's standards. Maybe too much. Sometimes hundred percent. He's still learning. Like he's still learning. And, you know, Wayne and I were talking about this, I think it was on his show last week. If if the 49ers could sign him to a 20-year extension, I would do it in a heartbeat. I don't want that guy going anywhere. I really, really don't. Um, and again, yeah, look at look right here. Do y'all remember Nolan? Not not the dad, but the son. Uh, it, it's different. Yeah, Coach Nolan getting in there. We got some Dennis Erickson and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mosquito Killer says, bring it up flashbacks of the past. Can't stand Erickson. I can't stand that man. Um, oh, man, I can't stand that dude. He, he bothers me just thinking about it. Um, oh, what's up, Kevin? How you doing, man? He says, once Shanahan learns that even he makes mistakes and learns from them, um, he will be the best coach in the league. I don't think he's too far off, you know. I, I really, really don't. And if you look around and like how many coaches, you know, go through their press conference and say, "Yeah, I messed up on these parts," it's few and far between. Um, and my number one coach, Mike Tomlin, he does that consistently, and he's my favorite coach in the NFL. I freaking love that dude. Um, anyway, so that gets to that. Now here we go. I, I like this, CJ. He says, "Is Yannick and Gawkway still available?" Yes, he is. You know, I fully expect today Shaq Lawson just signed edge rusher back with the Bills on a one-year deal. And, you know, I, I I tweeted out right before we went live here, I fully expect that run of veteran edge rushers on one-year deals to start now. This is where it starts. Once these numbers come out, whatever, Yann or whatever Shaq Lawson got, that's going to set the market because there's a bunch of cats there. Niners are grabbing one, 100%. You look at the roster, it's the most 
It's the shallowest depth on the roster, the defensive edge. It, that's all there is. You got Bosa. He's incredible. Drake Jackson, Cleveland Farrell. Cool. That's it. Alex Barrett, he's there. But guess what? He was playing defensive tackle last year because we had all those injuries, and he's not an NFL caliber. He's a practice squad guy. Um, I like him a lot, though, because he's very versatile and whatever else. But, like, he, that ain't it. So, there's no way in hell you're you're going into the draft. They're signing one more guy. They did the same thing with Kamiko Ture last year, right? Um. Oh, it, whoops. I'm I'm sorry, Tommy. I got it wrong. He said he says he was talking about Kirk Cousins, not Aaron Rodgers. I I, I didn't read the code correctly, Tommy. Yeah, I don't want Kirk Cousins here. I, I've talked about that forever. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, just no, just no. Um, now. I will say this. I, I It's not that I think Kirk Cousins is a bad quarterback. I just want a killer mindset. That's what I want. Um, that's what I want. And so, yeah, you can kind of take that for what it is. Uh, what's up, Brian? Uh, Trainwreck. He says, John, you keep saying Kyle's top four coaches. Who are they? Um, number one, Mike Tomlin. Uh, number two, Andy Reid. Uh, but again, I wouldn't want Andy Reid as my coach just because he – has no he doesn't care whatsoever if you beat women or children he will sign those guys nonstop. i don't want my children um being supportive of a team like that i know eventually it's going to happen but uh i do not want that right like frank clark's out there right now don't want that dude perfect fit maybe the best edge rusher don't want him on my team don't uh, sorry uh andy reed doesn't care what you do to women and children just not on his thing but hell of a coach beloved by everybody uh, took him 20 years to win a Super Bowl, right? People want to compare Kyle to Andy Reid. Took him 20 years. He got fired from Philly, then never won a Super Bowl until when? Had the best quarterback in the game. And then number three, uh, I think Sean McDermott's a hell of a coach. Uh, I really, really do Buffalo. And then I would put uh, Shanahan there. And I, I, I do put him ahead of McVay because I don't think McVay is going to be coaching for long. Again, my terminology that I keep saying, like top four head coach, like if I could have any coach – on the team that I am a fan of and cover, Kyle Shanahan is fourth for me. I don't put Bill Belichick up there. Look what he's done outside of Tom Brady, and he's a cheater. Uh, like, I'm sorry. He has done nothing without Tom Brady. Absolutely nothing. And so the reason why I put Andy Reid higher is because he has done it with so many different quarterbacks, but, but never won the big game until he had the best quarterback in the game. Uh, Mike Tomlin, what he has done is incredible. So that that's my kind of numbers, but you know we, we could play around with that. I'm always open to discussion. There's lots of other great coaches I'm not bringing up, but that's my list, my list, um, and that's okay. That's okay. Now, back to this edge conversation, um, and Denise, thank you. Yeah, she says, agree, love me, so Mike Tomlin, that dude's just – the fact that Mike Tomlin had Le'Veon Bell – and um, Antonio Brown on the same team, and we never heard Jack squat about how crazy they were. Impressive. Uh, <laughs> that alone, that alone um, is is crazy for me. Uh, is is impre impressive. Uh, Justin says, let's get some more edge. So Yannick Ngakwe is still available. I think that this, this is where it starts. Listen to these names. There's a lot. These are a lot. These are guys just waiting. Marcus Golden, that would be my number one. Him and Yannick, those two are my two like most likely 
Yannick's going to cost more, but Marcus Golden, Leonard Floyd, Carlos Dunlap, Melvin Egram, Robert Quinn, Kerry Hyder, he probably coming back, uh, JPP, Carl Nassib, Bud Dupree. Like, good gosh, these are some players. The problem is they wanted another big contract that never came. And so they're all sitting there waiting for that next tiered market set, the one-year deal experienced player, which we just got. And that was none other than the man, uh, Shaq Lawson. And so this is one of the things I'm excited about because now once this is set, you're going to start to see the dominoes fall, right? Because I, I think that's what's important. I don't know what the terms of the deal, I'm just refreshing it. Yeah, it's not out yet. So once that gets out, now let's say it's a one-year $5 million deal with $2.5 million in incentives, whatever. I'm just throwing numbers out there, right? So now everybody else can say, okay, he got that. I'm a little bit better. I'm a little bit worse. That's going to kind of set the the guidelines for all these negotiations. And so that's what I think it's going to see. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, there we go. Uh, Tommy says, yeah, but Tomlin's playoff record is trash. Imagine losing to Tim Tebow. Yeah, and again, you can pick apart any – like. I could pick apart Tomlin, who's my number one. I could pick apart Reed, who's my number two. I could pick apart all of them. Nobody's perfect. A lot of people would put Bill Belichick into the argument of, you know, best coach of all time because he won six Super Bowls, and rightfully so. However, Diddy, <laughs> Diddy, were you filming the Bagels practice whenever they were like 2-12? and 12? Yes, you were. Um, how many Super Bowls did you win after you stopped recording things? You won a couple. Okay, cool. Was it Tom Brady? Because when Tom Brady left, he still won a Super Bowl. You barely got in the playoffs. Big difference, right? So, like, nobody is perfect. And, again, in this society, you're either the greatest all-time or you're trash. I don't buy that. It's just not who I am. It's not the way I see things. Um, What is Bill doing now? I think they have the worst team, the worst roster in the um, AFC East, and he's the GM. He's the head coach. He's the play caller. He's the defensive whatever. Like, he does everything. And he surrounds himself with just trash, man. Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, are you kidding me? Ugh, yuck. Uh, I don't want anything to do with that, man. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, Hasn't worked without Tom Brady. That's all I'm saying. Has not worked without Tom Brady. Now, uh, got some more questions and stuff I want to get to, but I am very, very excited. This week, Wednesday, we're going to continue doing our Patreon watch parties, 1994 season at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, Wednesdays. Um, man, this is a good one. We had Barry Sanders last week, which was so fun. Um, this week is the 49ers versus Falcons. Oh, this is this is the moment where, where the switch was flipped. This is the Deion Sanders, Andre Risen fight. Oh, man, this is going to be fun. So uh, join us for that. And again, man, listen to these breakdowns that we have loaded on Patreon. Uh, cornerback Riley Moss, linebacker Jack Campbell, edge Lucas Van Ness, tight end Luke Schoonmaker, uh, wide receiver Ronnie Bell, offensive tackle Ryan Hayes, uh, center Victor Oluwatimi. Wide receiver Tank Dell, edge Akina Inuochku, <laughs> quarterback Clayton Toon. Like, that's just the past week. That's just in the past week. So th- there's tape up. I just did safety, Gervarius Owens. That's going to be up in the morning. Um, there's a lot of content over there. Not to mention this Friday, which I'm so excited about, our draft book is going to be completely finalized. Our entire war room, big board, 
one through 300 prospects ranked, background information, every single thing that you could ever want on a 49er-centric draft coverage available to every single Patreon member, okay? So if you haven't signed up, I think we're close to 400 over there right now, which is awesome. Thank you, guys. This is how I feed my family. Um, if you haven't signed up yet, we got a seven-day free trial. This is the week. Now, listen to me. <laughs> you don't have to pay a penny. Okay, go sign up to the seven days. Friday will release all of the draft content. It's going to be a busy week for Chapman. I'm just telling y'all that now. Um, you get everything. Friday, we're going to release that over there. If any member, any size, whatever, you get access to it. Go sign up, guys. I I'm telling you right now. You do the seven-day free trial. That's cool with me. Um, <laughs> CA says, man, how about another mock draft party? Yeah, I'm trying to do just one a week. Yesterday's episode, I did an Easter Sunday, if you missed that one, um, with trades, which was fun. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll check that out. So, um, we'll, we'll see what that is. Yeah, right here, David says, man, prime punks rising in that game classic. I remember it like it was yesterday because, shout out to CJ, uh, who does not listen to the show. I haven't talked to him in years. We were, man, it's 1994, so I was 12, right? His favorite player was Andre Risen. He had the Falcon starter jacket. My favorite player was Jerry Rice. And I had the, you know, Niners starter jacket. We walked to school every single day. Uh, and we would carry the the books of our trading cards. You guys remember those? And we would trade and stuff before school. Um, and so I remember this game because we were talking trash. And then we'd blow them out. His best player gets his butt kicked by Deion Sanders, which was kind of a funny fight. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm pumped about this, man. Uh, I'm such a nerd. I'm such a nerd. Uh, but anyway, uh, I keep people keep saying there's no audio over on the IG side, but whenever I ask if people can hear me on there, they're all saying, yeah. So I, I don't know what's going on there. I apologize about that. That's something I'll need to work on it. Uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, so sorry about that, Frank, and I appreciate you. Um, CJ says, what site do you like doing for mocks? It depends. The interface is best on PFF, but it's got some issues. Because you can't trade up and see who's available. My favorite is probably um, it's on the clock with uh, it's called on the clock. You just type in on the clock draft simulator because you can pick different boards. That one's really good. Mock draft database is good. Um, fan man, there's like five of them. Just type in mock NFL mock draft simulator, and you're going to get a bunch of options. Um, so that that's there. Yeah. People, uh, switch on. I'm going to, I'm going to end the, uh, Instagram. Sorry about that. I think something's wrong with the audio. I'll mess with it, but appreciate you guys over there. We're still going to stay live here. Um, uh, sorry about that. I don't know what happened there, but I appreciate you guys jumping over. Um, yeah, I'm not a smart man, <laughs> but I do know what love is. Um, anyway, a couple other questions I wanted to get to. And I told you we were going to jump back to that Super Bowl game day, uh, game dad over on Twitter. He said, would the Super Bowl have been different if D'Amico Ryans was the DC in 2019 instead of Robert Sala? That hurts. That's a that's a that's a nasty question. Now, let, let's 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 <laughs> bracket this conversation appropriately. Um, I love both these men. Um, I was I was more upset when D'Amico left than when Sala left. Does that make sense? I think D'Amico was better. I really, really do. Doesn't mean Sala's bad. Doesn't mean that. I would argue 
how do I say this? I, I didn't write these thoughts out, so if it comes out weird, I would prefer D'Amico Ryans as a DC. I would prefer Robert Sala as a head coach. I I loved Sala and just the the aura. Not to say that I don't like Sala as a DC or that I don't like D'Amico Ryans as a head coach. That's not what I'm saying at all. I liked both of them. D'Amico Ryans much better in game adjustments, flexibility, um, all those things. I I I really really do. I really liked him. Would it have been different? You know, it. I, I don't know how legit this is or how fair this is. But if we just look at the Kansas City Chiefs game this year versus the 2019, they're almost identical. Um, you know, the, the Super Bowl, the score was 10 to 10 at the half. 49ers jumped up 20 to 10 going into the you know fourth quarter. And then you gave up three touchdowns in a row in less than seven minutes. Defense just laid an egg. Offense laid an egg. Just got bad. Look at the game this year. Now, we had a lot of players out this game. Um, you know, it's it's 13 to 14, basically tied. We're down one point, and we come out of halftime and just got blown out. You gave up 30 points this year in the second half to the Chiefs. And again, you can say, oh, but look at all the injuries. I get it. But the, the closest measurement we have of these two DCs against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Chiefs the same result. And I would argue the Kansas City Chiefs were not as good this year as they were then. Um, I didn't think they were. Tyreek Hill, all those different things, whatever else. But Patrick Mahomes had a better year. But I would take the 2019 Chiefs over the 2022 Chiefs, personally. Um, that's just the way I would see it. So, anyway, uh, I don't think it would change too much. Uh, you know, if you look at the quarterback play, that's the constant, right? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes just going off. You look at this year, Jimmy Garoppolo, two touchdowns, one interception, one fumble loss, five sacks. Uh, like, he wasn't awful. He had a 99 quarterback rating, but he wasn't, he wasn't being great. You go back to the Super Bowl, one touchdown, two interceptions, 69 quarterback rating. You've got to have good quarterback play or elite defense for all four quarters to beat Patrick Mahomes. We didn't have that either time. So I don't I don't think it would have changed anything. But yeah, Charles right there. D'Amico greater than Sala. I'm with you, Charles. I really, really do. Um ben, uh, Kevin says, Reed admitted he figured him out and then broke the rules of the defense. And that's why the Chiefs exploded in the fourth quarter. Figured out Sala played certain coverages depending on Chiefs formation. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, CA4, what's up, man? He says, with your draft book, player rankings, all that stuff in each group. Uh, then on a big board, it is your big board ranked by best player available. Yes, um, it is. I mean, we do a vertical and a horizontal everything. And if there's something that's not included, you let me know and I'll add it. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be intense, man. <laughs> we've, we've, and I, I just want to say shout out to Brian Carter. Who's been grinding film nonstop. He sent me over his notes. We encapsulate those into our write-ups. Uh, Brian white, just absolutely crushing, um, the combine and all the metrics and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, it, it's it, it takes a village. And Josh, that dude has just been unbelievable. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Charles says, Chapman, how do you think Jimmy Garoppolo will do in Las Vegas? Man, I don't know. He's got weapons, right? I, I mean, Devontae Adams is incredible. I mean, dude's unbelievable. Jimmy G don't throw deep. 
Um, I do think that uh, what's his name? Hunter Renfro is going to freaking have a hell of a year. So I think they'll be all right, but that's a tough division. That's a tough division. So I don't think it's going to be like all world or anything, but I can see seven to seven to nine wins. Um, we'll see. I, Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback, guys, but Josh McDaniel's not a good coach. Raiders, funny, funny franchise. I, I don't know what's what else to say there. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to see there. We'll have to see there. Um, I do have three new 49ers rush crush uh, members, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, I'll start with one of the two defensive tackles and a linebacker. Defensive tackle out of SDSU, baby. San Diego State, Jonah Tavai. I like this kid. Now, what constitutes a rush crush is somebody we're way higher on than consensus. Um, you know, somebody that just fits. And this guy is awesome, man. Uh, he is fun. He's six foot two ninety. Doesn't fit a lot of, like, literally played some edge, played some defensive tackle, does a little bit of everything. Now, most people have him as a seventh-round draft pick or undrafted free agent. I have a fifth-round grade on him. He's fun, man. Um, Ten sacks, 12 hits. Uh, he had the second-highest pass rush grade, true pass rush grade at 95.2. But again, he's weird. Six foot, 290. Not a lot of teams want that. Um, so he's a little light. The britches, do you keep him there? Cause I mean, he's six foot. So his frame isn't huge, but he's just awesome, man. You know, he, he does the, the Toledoa T and all that. The, the, what's it called? The Tonkin T crazy, strong punch can anchor despite being two ninety. plays with really good leverage. Um, there's just not a lot like him. His production's insane. His family is awesome. Um, you know, his, his brother, Plays with the Lions, Jelani Tavai. Um, it, it, he's got a brother playing for the Kansas Jayhawks. JR uh, played for USC. Justice, I mean, he's got people everywhere. Um, and his uncle, I thought this was really cool, plays for the All Blacks in New Zealand, New Zealand, the rugby team. Like, he is just fun, man. I, you know, you go through these players and you watch this tape and you dig into their background and who they are. I just, I love certain ones. You know what I mean? And that's who Jonah Tavai is. Now, my other defensive tackle, who a lot of people are going to recognize, that's Dante Stills, uh, Dante Stills out of West Virginia. He's met with the 49ers. You know, their dad, uh, Gary Stills, played in the league for a long time, third round pick, played 10 years in the NFL. And he's got bloodlines everywhere, too. Uh, Kenny Stills is his cousin. Gary. Uh, I mean, there's just so many different players on there. His brother played for West Virginia. Dad played for West Virginia. Grandfather played for West Virginia. He's fun. 6'3", 286. Again, another slender, smaller guy. He played edge. Dante still played edge. Crazy high energy. Um, he's just fun. First step, explosiveness, undersized, but he can play everywhere. So really, really do like that guy. Um, he's going to be a part of a D-line rotation. I think the 49ers are a perfect fit for him because his ceiling's not insane, right? I got a fourth-round grade on him. Uh, I've seen sixth and seventh-round grades on this guy. You you do those mock drafts, he's going to be late day three. I got a fourth-round grade on him. He's fun. Super fast. Four eight five forty 40-yard dash at 290 pounds. That's crazy. Great burst. Uh, I mean, he's just fun. I change the direction, top 80th percentile. He's fun. 
I, I don't know what else to say. 38 career starts, started as a freshman, experience. And so why I think the 49ers are so perfect for him is he's he's a rotational guy. I, I don't think this is a starter. That, no, no, no. Like, but I love him in the fact that, man, I want this guy out there on our NASCAR package. You know what I mean? Like he's going to play for a team, period. So he's one of those super high floor guys. His body type is weird. 6'3", 286, smaller side. But if you want a defensive tackle that brings energy, it's a pass rush, this guy gets it. A lot of experience. A lot of experience. Um, And so, yeah, so th that's two of my rush crush guys. Now, um, I, I see this question here from David. Let, let's let's talk through this. He says, John, how do you rate Thule to Pelotu? Um, I didn't like him near as much as everybody else did. Um, 6'3", 266. He's 20 years old, which is awesome. Very, very young. I don't know what to do with him. I don't know what to do with him. Is he an edge guy? Because I, I, I didn't see enough to think he's an edge guy. Is he a defensive tackle guy? He's got to add a lot more weight. I, I, I just I, I don't know what to do with him. You look at his, he's the small, if you want to see him as an edge, or a defensive tackle, whatever. Like you, he's a tweener. He's got 32 inch arms, tiny arms, tiny weight. I just don't know what to do. Now he's smooth. He's fun, impressive. He has a pass rush plan all the time. I just don't know what to do with him. I think a three, four defensive end is probably the best spot for him. So the four, three is weird. Doesn't mean he can't do it, but I I'm saying like, there's going to be teams that take him off the board just because of his size. What is he? Again, what's my critique for Kyle Shanahan playing players out of position? I don't know what to do with him. Um, one of the highest missed tackle rates in the in like college football history. I don't know, man. Um, I I didn't like him. I I didn't like him at all. Now I say that I got a third round grade on him. The athleticism it, it's there, but it's a project. This dude is a project. So you're gonna spend. A day two pick, because he's going second or third round. If I was a 3-4 team, I would love him because I just see that. The 3-4 defensive end, that's what he should do. 4-3, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, Yaya, Yaya Diaby, yeah. Uh, don't mess with me on Yaya. I think I'm higher on him than anybody else I've ever seen. He's a rush crush guy. Um, I have him as in a third round grade. He's my 13th edge player. Okay. So again, I've seen seventh round on him. I, I've got him 13th overall. And there's a lot of edges in this class. Um, so yeah, I'm I like him more than Isaiah Foskey, who a lot of people have a second round grade on. I really, really do like this kid. Yaya's fun. Um, I would be fine. Yeah, third round grade, like man, I like him. Allie Gay, yeah, I like him too. Fourth round. He's cool. Uh, he's right on the edge of my rush crush, but I've got a fourth round grade on him. So yeah, it, it's it's there's this edge class is deep. Uh, right here, Swaggy. He asks. He says, "Do you think Yaya can t uh, take Drake Jackson's spot?" No, I don't. Um, I like him a lot, but no, I think that they would be a good fit together. That's what I like. Yaya six three two sixty three, but he plays tough. Like he plays on the edge. And it's very easy. Arm length, you know, top, you know, 60 percentile. 4.51 40-yard dash. Are you kidding me? Burst, some of the best ever. Uh, 
I like him. I like him a lot. So there we go. Uh, here we go. Right here, James. James just wanted to say what's up from uh, Virginia, West Virginia. We just talked about your boy. He says, been a fan for 32 years. Haven't met many Niners fans here in the state, but your show has converted three people. Oh, what's up? It's a Niners fans. That's what's up. Thank you, James. I appreciate that, man. Um, dude, I'm curious what part, but. I've always wanted to make it to Morgantown for a game in West Virginia. Um, the fans are incredible. You know, I'm a Longhorn fan, and I remember when West Virginia joined the Big 12, I was at the game um, with, was it Kevin White and Tavon Austin and all those? They just ran roughshod over the Longhorns. But the fans were awesome, the West Virginia fans. They were legit. But we went out to 6th Street afterwards and partied. And man, just everybody was just so cool. But when you went on the road, usually you're cool. <laughs> when you lose on the road, maybe not, uh, not as much. Nick, what's up, man? He says, John, do you think fouls or ball will take over for Aziz? I'm going to say neither. Um, I really do like Oren Burks and he played incredible last year. That would be the replacement for me this year. Um, fouls. They literally didn't even tender. They released them cold and then brought them in on the lowest possible deal. Fouls is a special teamer only in my book. I, I don't – emergency backup player, that's it. So my depth chart for the linebacker backups, obviously Fred Warner is these. It would be – let's see here. Oren Burks, then Marcelino McCurry-Ball, then Curtis Robinson – then DFF. That's the way I would do it currently. Um, that's what I would look. Uh, that's what I would look like. Um, anyway, if I was setting the order, Oren Burks by a lot, considerably. Oh, what's up, Josh? He says, "Welcome, West Virginia fans." Yes, man. Uh, I love. Yeah, the whites, uh, the West Virginia white uniforms, pretty fire, man. I love their helmets. I really, really do. So, oh, David says, "I think we draft a linebacker earlier than fans think." I like Henley. Reminds me of Greenlaw. I, dude, you've been you've been in my notes here, over here. I like Henley, too. Um, I got a third-round grade on him. I, I think that would fit exactly. Um, yeah, he does remind me of Greenlaw. Uh, well said. Well said. Here we go. Josh says, Cameron Peoples, Israel from Pitt. I ain't going to try and spell his name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's lots of running backs. This, this draft is just, it's fun. It's fun. Um, I've still got a lot of work to do, though. And so I've got four more days. Like I said, we're releasing every single thing um, on Friday, um, April 14th. So stay tuned for that. We're going to keep breaking down film. This has been a fun show. Um, and, you know, episode, what is this, 822 is in the books. And we're just going to keep climbing. Now, I did. I want to say this. We're going to be live for the draft. Days one and days two. Nonstop. And somebody said they're saying, well, Niners don't have a pick. I know, but we're going to be covering the draft, uh, period. So join us live. Prepare for that. Uh, I'll get the stream set up and all that stuff. I haven't made the graphics and thumbnails and stuff, but Wayne's going to be joining me. We're going to be live, and we're going to be covering, you know, one, how this affects the Niners, the uh, NFC West, all that stuff. And, you know, we do all this work. And, again, I, I go back to this. I don't <laughs> – what I love my job, okay? I understand I'm the luckiest man alive. I really do feel that way. And if you don't love your work and your day-to-day -day routines, man, try to change them. It took me forever to change it. This is the seventh year 
it, like a, episode 822. It took a long time. It took six years before I could do this full time, but I fought for it. And what I want, again, I talked about not being an insider and stuff. I want to cover the draft. That's what I want to do through a Niners lens, and that's what we're going to do. So join us the day of the draft. We're going to be live day one. We're going to be live day two um, and just breaking da- things down. You know, we've done the work. We've got 300 draft profiles. We've done more draft profiles than will be drafted. And so we'll see. Uh, I'm sure we're going to miss some guys, but uh, it's going to be fun. Um, Grand Ace, what's up, man? He says, mission accomplished. Purchased jersey with my wife's name, and she converted over from the Pats. My man, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, that is awesome. Josh says, Chapa will be uh, be here live. My birthday's on the 28th. Ooh, the day we make all those picks. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, anyway, so th- this is cool, man. This is, this is a lot of cool. Josh, appreciate all the kind words today. He says, some of these podcasters get tired of looking at them, but you, chap, can't get enough of our Niners. It's the rosy cheeks, man. Santa Claus in the offseason has got to have a job. That's what I'm doing here. Uh, you guys are the best. Thank you to our executive producers, Timothy R., David G., Philip K., Kilted Niner, and 49ers George365. You make it all happen. Ah, All right. Back to the film. I want to finish this. I want to go get me a snack, and then uh, back to more film. So appreciate you guys, and until next time, stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.